Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to What That Old Queen, a candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, their views are their own and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queen. So here we are again then, Tommy. I'm so pleased that you agreed to be in my loneliness bubble. <laughs> I'm also, uh, yeah, in a loneliness bubble. <laughs> uh, yeah, lockdown the sheet call. Hashtag lockdown too. What's your feeling about it? I mean, this week has been so hectic that I probably would have led exactly the same life normally, working on my computer and stuff. But uh, today I did have managed to have some lots of time off to do walking and stuff so i'm i'm probably over it really but i'm persevering yeah it's only been a week isn't it mm. i'm already over it but yeah like you i've managed to keep myself busy with little bits and pieces but it, it has been a week so that's a good way of thinking about it we've had one week we've only got three left great something else has happened since we were last on mm. like something really really important we've got a new president well, yeah, that obviously, but something well, more in, something <laughs> more important than that. <laughs> the new Kylie album. I know. I've been <laughs> listening to it a lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but I, don't you just miss because there's a lot of bangers on there. I feel like she's a, like fairy godmother. She's mm. come just at the right moment. Totally. But I just want to be dancing to some of those tracks in a club. Well, I have been dancing. On a, yes. On a, on, like when I'm walking down the street and I can see that there's no one actually re- really close, I will do a t- swivel. You did do a little Kylie dance. When she <laughs> sings this one and goes, do you know, how, I don't know if you can do it because you're better at voices than me, but she goes something like, um, uh, I want to dance with you. <laughs> something like that. Do you, do, you, do you know the bit I mean? I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> It's better when I dance with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's probably had a bit of auto tune on her anyway. Because yeah, so. she goes really high. Yeah, we we could maybe auto tune you uh, after. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll try it. Any others you like? What's your favourite one? Well, I can't quite. Uh, 
I don't think that she's got the strongest addiction sometimes. Mm. And there's one that goes something. It sounds like she's singing about Harry Mary. <laughs> which you know is a character that used to frequent a lot of the gay bars in Bristol and appeared more recently. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Once again, have they come back? Yeah, the return of Harry Mary. Wow, I've not seen Harry Mary in years. Has she regenerated? It's just exactly the same. Oh, okay. Mm. Obviously, doing something right. Le- maybe a little bit thinner. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not judging. Uh, no, me neither. Um, but yes, we there has been a presidential election. Mm. But do we know what the outcome is yet? I don't think we do. Doesn't Trump have to leave in January? So yeah. we've still got a while yet, haven't we? But he can mess things up quite a bit uh, in between now and then. But also he's been putting all these legal actions in. mm uh, which apparently everybody's saying can't go anywhere, but I'm just worried that it's all a bit of a pantomime and maybe evil will win again. It's like a terrible pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> which we will be talking about pantos later. We will, we will indeed. But l- let's stick with America for a while, because I think there's a, there's a few American items in the cabinet of curiosities. So sh- Should sh- we do American accents? Uh, if you want to. Um, well, let's see how you feel when, once you're in the cabinet. So I'll just open the the door. Oh, well, hi there. No, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure, for sure. Have a nice day. Oh, let me take a photo of that. <laughs> Are you from Leicester? <laughs> <laughs> do you know the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're in the American. We probably section. managed to offend everyone that listens to America. Then. I don't think so. I think you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. But um, do you want to start kick the ball rolling from the uh, American section of the cabinet of curiosities? Yeah. So number one, uh, the US has apparently already had a gay president. That implies that we're going to have another one. <laughs> Isn't yeah. It? It, 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 I, yeah, I'm not sure Joe Biden is gay, but he was very attractive when he was younger. I mean, he, yeah, there's something about else, I think, going on forward about gay faces, and I would say that he does have a bit of a gay face. You reckon? Maybe. I mean, he's a very attractive man. James Bursham. Buchanan, I think that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible. I don't know why you work with me. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's an easy mistake to make. And I'm sure in other countries you'd actually pronounce it like that. Bushana. <laughs> well, he shacked up for 10 years with the future VP, Vice President or Visible Panty Line. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, William Rufus King and was referred to uh, by President Andrew Jackson as Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. But I quite like that. It's cute. It could be a double act. Who would you be, Nancy or Fancy? Nancy, I think. I'm not sure. I think you're more Fancy. I think I'm more Nancy. It's <laughs> <laughs> my nan's name. On this um, ticket, it doesn't say where, what, where, what the date was of this, until I had to look it up. And oh yeah, it was uh, Buchanan was uh, served his time. 
um, as the uh, president in 1868. Oh. Just to give a bit of context. Okay, quite progressive for its time. I mean, he should have put some presidential laws in place back then, shouldn't he? Well, it would have been nice. Yeah, it? it would have been lovely. Um, I've got a little one here. Uh, in the 1950s, gay people tried to change the word homosexual to homophile. They hoped an emphasis on same-sex love instead of sex would help with acceptance. Well, it's not all sex, is it? <laughs> I can I can guarantee it's not all sex. <laughs> it's not all love either, but, you know, it's a whole cornucopia of things. Playboy yeah. has been um, loved by straight men for decades, mm. but... It was gay, a gay short story that built its reputation. Oh. Hugh, Hugh Hefner was the only one to accept a science fiction story about heterosexuals being the minority against homosexuals in 1955 when a letter poured in. He said it was wrong to persecute heterosexuals in a homosexual society. Then the reverse was wrong too. Yeah. Again, quite progressive. I was just thinking about the two Ronnies when they did that one where the world was overtaken by women. <laughs> the worm that turned. Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about that before? No. <laughs> but you know I have a... I'm, uh, uh, watching the two Ronnies now is slightly problematic because some of those early series are a bit wrong. Yeah, <laughs> They are definitely the two wrongies back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, some of it was brilliant. Diana Dawes was the president. Love Diana Dawes. Yeah, one of my favourites. So we'll stick with science fiction, because obviously that's the realm of gays. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the realm for me. <laughs> no, but obviously it was in the past. Yeah. So a 1969 sci-fi novel called Stand on Zanzibar accurately predicted the mainstream acceptance of LGBTI people. Uh, it also predicted the rise of China as a global economy. China. China. Um, the EU, TiVo, satellite TV, laser printers, and the popularity of marijuana. I mean, I've got all of those things in my flat, <laughs> apart from, I don't quite know what TiVo is. TiVo is just where you record. It records what, whatever TV programs that you like, and it remembers what you like, and it all... Well, I, I've currently got your mum's TV. Yeah. Has that got it on? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think she took the TiVo box with her to the retirement home. <laughs> well, I hope she's making good use. What, what else have A you got A serial killer, the, dod, uh, the doddler. Doodler. Doodler. I like to call him the doddler. Um, uh, targeted gay men in 1970s in San Francisco. He would sketch the victims nude before mood murdering them. I do that, but without the murdering. <laughs> well, I was going to mention that. <laughs> um, well, three victims survived and uh, the suspects were identified. No one was willing to be out to out themselves in order to convict the suspect. God. Does that mean he's still doodling to this day? Well, I would imagine if it's on this cabinet, then it would have been sorted itself out eventually. Maybe he's in that trunk in the corner. Of this room? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked in there for a while. <laughs> I don't like the fact that he's the doodler, though. 
Why? Well, it sort of implies something like you just doodle when you're on a Zoom call, don't you? Or oh. I did a very pornographic one the other day. Did you? Yeah. Uh, of someone you fancied on a Zoom call? I was just doodling someone, face-fucking someone. <laughs> Whilst I was on a really big Zoom call with a Bristol Old Vic. <laughs> Is that what comes to mind when you think of the Bristol Old Vic? <laughs> okay, we won't go there. Um, Leonard Matlovich was the first gay US service member to come out. Uh, when he died, he was buried without a name and known only as Gay Vietnam Veteran. His epitaph reads, When I was in the military, they gave me a medal for killing two men and a discharge for loving one. Was he in charge of his own epitaph then? Well, I imagine so. It looks like they chucked him out for being gay, didn't they? Hopefully under Biden that won't happen. Yes. <laughs> in the early 1980s, a book claims that uh, the Naval Investigation Services was investigating homosexuality in Chicago. Um, having heard gay men refer to themselves as friends of Dorothy, they went on a futile search for elusive women, clearly at the centre of a <laughs> homosexual ring. <laughs> well, that's just perfect, isn't it? Do you, do you know Dorothy? <laughs> I mean, this is the extent of the idiocy of this. Was she? Did she have a little dog called Toto? And uh, was she hanging around with a scarecrow, a tin man, and a lion? <laughs> Which of those characters do you identify with the most? I d the tin man, for some reason. I don't really understand why. Just a good outfit, isn't it? Yeah, it's all silver. So, uh, and he wanted a heart. I probably need one of those as well. In the early 1980s, a book claims that the naval... Oh, that you've just done that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the way you read it like you were reading it for the very first time. I know, you know right? Like you heard it for the very first time. It shows that you're a consummate professional. Right. The US government, because uh, we're still in the American section, considered making a gay bomb. Scientists figured in 1994 that discharging female sex pheromones over enemy forces would make them sexually attracted to each other <laughs> what and stop fighting and just fuck <laughs> i don't really understand the logic behind that do you know that victor and ralph perfume uh no i can't remember what it's called but it's in the shape of a bomb i think it's called flower bomb actually right yeah male or female i think they've got both Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think that's what they developed it into? I think that they got, Victor and Ralph got the idea from this. Gay bomb. Um, I've heard that you're a bit of a gay bomb. Who told you? <laughs> you know, a little bit of tittle-tattle. <laughs> you got a final one for us? In ancient Assyrian society, if a man were to have sex with another man of equal status, it was thought that trouble would leave and he would have a good fortune. So if he had sex with another man, he'd have no more trouble and he'd have good fortune. Mm. Well, there you go. Does that happen to us? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot got a of, of I've wind got a lot of, trouble. I've got a lot of body functions going on tonight. Yeah. 
equal status. I wouldn't know what that means in today's society. What, like, what, like an out of work performance artist. <laughs> 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 You're an out-of-work voice artist slash actor. I mean, there's, they're very few and far between, to be honest. But, you know, maybe uh, there's a new grinder tag for that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's it for the Cabinet of Curiosities this week. Have we had enough of the American section? Uh, that last one was a Syrian, so I'm, I'm assuming it was misfiled. Well, maybe there's a cross-filing section going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still A for America. Okay. Yeah, it all gets mixed in. Where is Assyria? Is it it's Egypt or something? Middle East, I think. Okay. Yeah. Exotic. Full of Eastern promise. We shut that cabinet again this week. Yeah, are we going to open it up again? But who knows? <laughs> I don't know what's left in there. Um, well, there's a few things. I think there might be a few things that we can talk about, which are scurrying around okay. in the shadows and stuff. We, but we've got a, we've got an old friend coming to join us in the throne room. We soon, have, we? yes, yeah. We've got um, the lovely Peter Baker. Oh yes. He's going to tell us what he's been up to mm. since the last time we spoke. Peter is like, you know, like you're my TV husband. Mm. Peter's like my TV nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> is we're, not, we're sort of, pl- we're, we've been playing Betty and Joan. Mm. Um, I'm Betty, he's Joan Crawford. Yeah. Um, and now we're playing uh, the good fairy and the bad fairy. You're the good fairy. fairy? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter's always the bad one. Is it like Never the Twain? How do you mean by that? Do, uh, do you remember the comedy sitcom called Never the Twain in the 1980s? No, I don't. Where it was just basically two people who were very similar, but they hate each other. Oh, I think they were antiques dealers. With, was it? I was thinking of Lovejoy. <laughs> Um, no, it was Donald Sindon and Windsor Davis. Okay. I hope we're not verging on that territory yet. No. Well, you know, make sure you behave tonight in the throne room. I don't want any fighting. No pulling hair. We are going to develop developing a, a fight scene. Right. Okay. Uh, you can do that on air this episode? Uh, it, we haven't even rehearsed it yet, so no. Uh, okay. No. Well, maybe at some point. Yeah. Maybe after the Queens of Agony section, we can have a little tussle. We are inspired by the fights of um, Linda Evans, like Crystal Carrington and <laughs> Joan, um, Joan, what is it, Alexis Colby. Yeah, mm. totally. I mean, why wouldn't you be? And I've always loved Crystal. Yeah. I've always very much identified as her. And I think, yeah, I think Peter's definitely a, a Joan, right? I think so. Yeah. Jen Crawford. Jen Collins. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Right, okay. We'll have a little break while we wait for Peter to come into the throne room. And we will be back after this. If you're enjoying What That Old Queen, 
Please share our episodes on social media and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you can write a review, that would also help expand our audience too. We don't have any advertising or sponsorship, so if you can contribute to our Patreon account or help us by buying some merch, the links are in the episode description below or on our website, thatoldqueen.com. Thank you for your continued support. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh my God, I'm going insane. I'm going mad. How are you? Um, yeah, but I'll be keeping busy. That's good. Oh, do you know what? I might just have to get myself some wine. Hmm to join in it's rude not to what are you drinking i am having a rather cheap it's so cheap it doesn't even specify the grape it just says vin rouge vin rouge gone on my days of um you know gone on my only fool's days of uh actually getting a nice grape (laughs) (laughs) you can get a nice cheap grape you can you can i'm just quite pleased that actually this was out of a bottle and not a box which is what i've been favoring recently this is uh uh, this was six pounds from marks and spencers nice malbec Mm, i love a malbec argentinian 
I love an Argentinian. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> no, I don't know if you've been to Buenos Aires, but let me tell you, it was a memorable visit. I can imagine. <laughs> I, I've never been to South America. I quite like to go. I have a lot of followers in South America. Ooh. Like on social media. And apparently the films that I did many a year oh, ago nice. were quite big in South America. So We had a Brazilian theatre company watch Sherlock in Homes. They wrote to us saying, can we, can you like give us a deal on tickets? Because £10 for you might be cheap, but for us that's like really expensive. So yeah, we gave them a deal and then they made a little thank you video. I think they're trying to make a similar type of show. Right, okay. Um, but we're just sort of like, how did how did they find out about this in Brazil? Well, it's through Bernie, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe. I've I've been accused of being Brazilian twice by you? Uber drivers. Yeah. I I did as well. For why did they think you were Brazilian? I've no idea. So bizarre. Yeah. Uh, with you, I could see that they might think that you're Brazilian. Yeah, it depends on. I think there was a period where I had a decent tan and a certain and a particular hairstyle and possibly a moustache. I think it was when I had a moustache and a few people. You've still I got. I think also if you wear bright clothes. You've still got a moustache. Yeah, that's um, the only reason I grew it was because having to shave every day for the show. For only fools, I wanted to rail against that. So I thought right. I'd grow a beard, realised how much grey I had, and then settled <laughs> for a moustache, because with this I can just put mascara on it. Yeah. Well, you can get a bit of Just For Men beard dye, yeah. you know. Could, couldn't I? Um, our new sponsor. Just for men. Just for men. Sponsors, what? That old queen. Um, <laughs> I'm recording this, so we're back in the room and we've got a special guest. <laughs> uh, almost the third member of the What That Old Queen team, I would say. It feels oh, very much like, like loose women when you're on. Does it? Who am I? Am I Janet Street Porter? I hope so. Okay. I've got the teeth. <laughs> You'd be the, the villain of the piece, obviously, because that's, that's your role in life, right? Always, always. I am drawn to the more villainous side, it must be said. <laughs> so, Peter Baker, how are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm very much enjoying being able to gaze at your beautiful faces. Oh, you're too kind. Um, what have you been doing during lockdown? You've, you've put together a, like an online show I have indeed, yes. Um, a online interactive murder mystery called Sherlock in Homes, H-O-M-E-S. Do you see what we're doing I there? I see what you did there. And uh, yeah, it's, a, it's basically an immersive show that takes place over Zoom where the audience gets to be the detectives. So oh. as an audience member, you, you get to, you sort of, are greeted by an inspector who's not bright enough to solve the case and therefore tasks you, the audience, with interviewing five suspects in turn 
and trying to wheedle through their lies, deceptions, misdirections, and ultimately find the killer. It's also quite silly. There's a lot of humor in it as well. But yeah, so we initially did that for, I think, four weekends, but it just keeps running because I think obviously, well, especially at the moment with lockdown, there's an audience for that sort of thing. Yeah. It was really good fun. I did it, I think, right near the beginning. Yes, you did. You were one of our early early test subjects, I believe. I think I made a joke about you, because it's all set in a circus. <laughs> and of I course. Made, and, and, I, and, I, and I made a joke saying that you always like a big, um, you always like a big top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It did, it, and, and I, it, 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 it did catch me off off guard. So, um, quite enjoyed that. That's one of been been one of the fun about fun things about it. Obviously, doing the show, you don't know. Do you like what being caught off guard? You. I do. I much prefer it to knowing what's going to happen. I thrive on it. I think. And you're playing Sherlock Sherlock Holmes. No, the audience is. Oh, okay. So the audience is Sherlock Holmes. So I play. Um, I I play two characters actually. Although uh, not everyone realises. My favourite review said Peter Baker uh, playing Inspector Lachart, which is the main character I play. Um, <laughs> and then he also listed the suspects and the five actors and he said, and probably Peter Baker. So I quite liked that. Because <laughs> they didn't know that you were... Well, you are very masked no. up in that character. Yeah, I, I, mask for mask, yes. <laughs> <laughs> As we all are these days, you know. Exactly, yeah. Um, have you, is there a Professor Moriarty? No, there isn't, sadly. No, I play a fortune teller called Fortuna Cocaine, who is... Um... <laughs> Fortuna Cocaine? <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Depends on how you say it. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. So that that's quite fun, and obviously one of you know there is a little bit of a gift of being able to play a Victorian future teller, so a fortune teller. So making a few you know puns here and there about things that obviously I know are going to happen. Do you think if you've you got a time, bit of a gift with the uh, telling of the fortunes? I think so. Um, uh, it, it's quite a nice little character character trait to have. Um, and obviously I've been very fortunate to have my tarot read by um, some very gifted tarot readers as well. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps I'm channeling them in that moment. Yeah, I can't remember what I said, but was this? You told me that I would meet a mathematician. Oh, did you? Um, well, I met, I met a primary school teacher who I guess teaches maths. So did does he, that count? Did he say you can count on meeting a mathematician? Oh, I think he might have, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you do the tarot? Do you know what? I do have a deck uh, that was gifted to me, as I believe you must always be gifted a, a tarot deck. And I did... This was a few years ago in Spain, and I did try to connect with the cards. I felt I felt I really connected with the major arcana, but um, and then I, I, I did a fa- couple of fairly convincing readings with some friends, where I really felt like I was, you know, channeling uh, channeling the tarot. And then someone asked if I would do readings at their fortieth birthday party. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, of course, you know, uh, you know, first of all of improv, I said yes. 
Um, but it's not really what you want to do after a few drinks on a balcony in Barcelona with a group of people you've not met. Mm, that's exactly what I want to do. No, oh. it, 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 it. <laughs> yeah, I find like anything that opens the mind yeah. helps a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, if it opens your mind or may open your legs as well, if yeah. you're lucky. Especially on a balcony in Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, in fact, thinking back, maybe, yeah, I might have chosen some choice cards. <laughs> I, I can predict the lovers <laughs> the tower. um so is this your life online performances i think it is yes for Um, the foreseeable uh, for the foreseeable yes i also was earlier doing or or watching an online rehearsal for a charity performance a concert singing um thankfully one song and um i have requested no solo lines and i probably will just mime on the night but at least i'll be there contributing and how does that work with the with the delay that you get often on zoom well that was what was really weird is that you we so you'd have the md who was playing the music for the song Mm. but we would just mute ourselves and sing so he'd have no idea if we were getting the getting the tune right or the lyrics or anything. I mean, it was actually quite a nice way to perform because no one can hear you. Or at least in my case, that's a very good good way to perform. Uh, so, yeah, it was a very unusual process because you But you're all recorded then, are you? Well, we'll actually be doing it in real life in socially distanced situation on a stage. Okay. Yeah, so, so we will have a physical rehearsal. Because um, I think lockdown rules, you can, if it's work, you can meet up physically. But yeah, so at least we will get a chance to hear how everyone sounds together. Great, and that for that, and that's for only fools and horses. That, oh yeah, that's only fools and horses. Yeah, that'll be a one night only affair. And then um, I also have a very exciting production with um, one of my true icons in performance, in creativity, in the Bristol cultural scene. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm not actually doing a show with you, um, but, you know, there's always hope. (laughs) Yet you two are doing like an online panto. Yeah, it's called Streaming Beauty, which was Peter's idea. Yes. I thought, well, we were thinking of fairy tales and we tried to, uh, obviously pantos are based on fairy tales and with it being online, thought streaming beauty was quite a nice <laughs> challenge. As it means we get to try to be sexy, or at least some of us do. Um, okay. So what parts are you both playing? Well, I have an alter ego, Annette Curtains, who pretty is immovable, really, with her character, but she is pretty much usually like a a kind of good fairy fairy godmother type of person Mm. she sees the good in people she's a nosy neighbor but she um she wants the best for the the underdog i think really or the other um so i think annette curtains will be pretty much annette curtains within this panto i mean there's a costume budget but she's not going to get out of that floral dress I mean, it's expected. People come to see Annette Curtin's looking like that, I think. Yeah. And I would say Annette Curtin is a bit of a sex symbol. 
Yeah, it surprises me when people say that. But... <laughs> well, when you see what she can do with a string of pearls. Right. <laughs> and and the splits. Do, and the splits. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I can't do that. And who, so who are you playing, Peter? Um, I will be the wicked counterpoint to um, Tom's fairy godmother. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> but I was thinking, don't you think it's a bit like um, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford? I once do, again. actually. I think we're just doomed <laughs> to always uh, cast ourselves in the same role as sort of antagonistic women, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, your frenemies, constant frenemies. Frenemies. Yeah. 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 So, so I, would, I, 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 I would say Betty Davis would be would be an would probably be the evil bad fairy and Joan Crawford might be the good fairy. Um, I don't know. It's hard to define really with those two. I, I don't hard, know about yeah. that. Mm. I don't know about that. I think um yeah, Joan Crawford's definitely more evil in my book. Mm. Joan would try to cast herself as the good fairy. And do anything wicked <laughs> to do sure to get that, that role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sometimes think there's a dynamic of uh, of you know uh, Joan Crawford is like the annoying fly buzzing around Betty Davis's ear, and Betty Davis all Betty has to do is occasionally just swat her away <laughs> with a, with a cut, cutting line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So where yeah. what wh- where can people see Streaming Beauty? What Well, it's been commissioned by the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol. Mm. Um but you can buy tickets through the Bristol or Vic website. I believe that's true, isn't it, right, Peter? Yes, that is indeed correct. And it is running through uh we're doing across two weeks in December. So I think the first shows are the sixteenth of December running to the 19th and then again uh, Wednesday 23rd till Wednesday 26th with two shows on these Saturdays Oh wow! and yeah we've got a bunch of uh, really great performers that we're working with as well so um, we have Carmen Monoxide who's uh, a great drag performer and singer and Megan Clark Bagnall who's a wonderful uh, she runs this artist. thing called Make It With Meg, so she's quite crafty. Yeah. yeah. And it's de- it's going to be a very interactive show, so it's definitely not going to be a sit down and watch. It's, we're going to try and, just as all pantos have that element of interaction, we're going to be bringing that to the experience too. But we're going to make it as filthy as we possibly can. <laughs> yes, please don't bring children. We will eject you. We'll eject you from the Zoom if you bring a child. Uh, as a, so it's got an 18 certificate. 18 yes. feels quite extreme, doesn't it? I don't really know. It does. I mean, I wouldn't mind if there were a few 16-year-olds there. Okay. Does 18 mean like there's going to be a, a hard cock on screen? Um, well, I mean, I'll do anything for art. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've said it now. <laughs> so what's the premise? Streaming Beauty sounds like Sleeping Beauty. So you... I think Streaming Beauty is a, um, a webcam performer 
Um, yeah. And uh, she has um, taken, uh, she's been sent some, um, uh, uh, what do you call those things? <laughs> I never know whether it's a dildo or a, what's the other Vibrator. one? Vibrator. Is it a dildo? She, she's been sent a dildo. A, a butt yeah, plug. Yeah, she's been sent, she's been sent a prick. Okay. Yeah. A poisoned prick. Uh, she's been sent a poisoned prick. <laughs> 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 Which sends her to sleep and we need to find a way to wake her up. Oh, yeah. Right. Is there a, is and in there the a... meantime, my character, Angelina Unholy, I'm channeling her, <laughs> has, uh, is trying to claw all of the, you know, all of the audience that Streaming Beauty had and, and sort of take over. So there'll be a little bit of a, a battle going on right wow i look forward to that yeah anything else up your sleeve as this pandemic goes on and on and on and on a bit bored of it now we're filming the trailer tomorrow yes i think we are for streaming beauty i hope so yeah okay have you got i mean who knows? have you got a costume ready makeup <laughs> I'm so prepared, Tom. <laughs> you would not believe. You really wouldn't believe how prepared I am. I mean, that's the beauty of Annette Kurtz. Is she just lives in a shoebox at the top yeah. of my wardrobe and I can just get her out the drop of a hat. On Saturday, oh. I'm doing a sort of guest appearance for someone's birthday. Are you? Yeah. How's that going to work? I'm just going to pop into a Zoom call, sing a couple of songs and then switch on netflix and go <laughs> go back to the sofa <laughs> that is both one of the pluses and the rather bizarre elements yeah. of doing a zoom theater is that you finish so say you know sherlock and holmes uh, or it'll be the same when we do streaming beauty we'll do two shows in a day to like you know engaging with you know all this audience and everything and finish on a high and then you'll just sit and put on master chef mm. Um, yeah, but don't you find that a bit weird? Because I always find it a little bit... So I remember last lockdown and a little bit of this lockdown, obviously, as performers, whenever you're on Zoom, you're kind of performing in a way. But <laughs> but I always... It, it's like... It's not the same as going to the pub because at least you have the walk home. It's the worst well, thing. Where it's all of a sudden it's over and you're mm. just stuck on your own again mm. um, with yourself. You need to, I think you need to have something prepared, really. So last night I thought, oh, actually, Vicar of Dibley would be quite good to watch because I did something on Zoom last night for like 30 mm. artists. I said at the end, well, you can all go home now. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I sort of had, um, I had Vicar of Dibley lined up and it was just perfect, really, because it's just like you just want something light and funny, really. Bernie's, yeah, filling, find Bernie's filling me up. <laughs> and he's and he's, oh, and he's I, spilt a lot of wine on my notes. I've literally just put wine everywhere. Oh well, never mind. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, one of the pluses of of lockdown is I've discovered uh, I've got to know my neighbours as I live in a block of flats and I moved in just three weeks before lockdown. Um, so a couple after a couple of the shows, they did they they just texted and said, "If you want a balcony drink." after the show so uh we we've sort of had balcony drinks nice which is quite nice is there one big balcony that you all go on or you're going on your individual balconies uh well we 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 go on our individual or we sometimes go down to the the glamorous car park oh lockdown is so glamorous 
it is. Of course, it's a bit cold now. One of the neighbours suggested doing a quiz in the block, and we all stand on our level in the corridor, and someone right. in the middle shouts the questions. Yeah, that could work, I guess. Yeah, it's no one really jumped on it with enthusiasm. No, I mean... My neighbour posted uh, Estee Lauder's night repair cream through the letterbox this morning. Oh. <laughs> is that a read or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hint <laughs> I, I think it will be on Tintin okay <laughs> well um, shall we do some Queens of Agony shall as we're we? here mm. and Peter's in the throne room Peter knows the drill yeah you know the drill right I know the drill okay so Dear old queens, I'm including Peter in this. <laughs> Guys match with me, then as soon as I send them a message, they unmatch. I swear I've never had a hard time getting dates in my 20s. I'm 38 now, that's old, and it seems to be getting super difficult. Today, I matched with a couple of guys on Tinder, and as soon as I sent them a message, they unmatched me. The guys that I do chat with, we usually have very little in common, or they live too far away. I just want to ask you guys, how often do you get dates? Is it super hard to find guys you have stuff in common with? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Um, I'd like to say yes also. <laughs> I had this thing recently where I matched with someone on Tinder um, who I already knew and that was fine and I thought, well, I don't know why they... Th but, you know, I was up for having a conversation at least. Mm. And they seemed to have this automated thing that said... Like, it just went straight as a message saying, oh, it seems we've, we've matched. That's a coincidence. Send me a message or something. Oh, like, like, it went on like this. And then I messaged them back, and then they deleted me. Did you write this question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one of yours I finally put on air. <laughs> no, it's not mine. Because, okay. yeah. No, because the first part is it might be mine. For the second part, <laughs> the fact that you're 38. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on, let's save the fantasy for streaming beauty. Uh, <gasps> Ooh, I think, um, I think the trouble with with Tinder is that it's and anything that is phone based is a lot of the time it does become there's a there almost becomes like a game or a distraction yeah. element, and half the time people are, are matching so that they can see who matches with them. And it's more about their ego of having someone match them than actually wanting to chat. Don't you find with Tinder though, I mean, I always call it the Tinder fizzle because you'll match with someone and you'll have like five or six lines of conversation and then that's it. It's yeah. gone. Mm, I've never you done know. anything with Tinder really. Are you on Tinder, Peter? No, I had been on it, but I'd, I think I'd find that I would... I maybe was one of those people who would let things fizzle because I would commit to a conversation, say one day, mm. you know, when I'm when I'm into it and chatting, and then you just sort of forget that it's there, and then it just feels like too much 
of an effort. I think the only way to meet people is to just say almost as soon as you match, suggest going for a coffee. Because I think if you're chatting online, it just it's really hard to maintain that sort of I think Tinder is the most forgettable of apps, actually. Well, also, it, you can't send pictures or anything, can, can you? So it, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but also no. like ruin yeah i mean you need to get them off onto whatsapp or something if you want to see anything of theirs get them off onto whatsapp yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. bernie's got many people off on whatsapp <laughs> um yeah so what 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 do we say to this guy yes it is difficult i would say get off tinder i mean there's not much happening during lockdown anyway but yeah, get them onto WhatsApp, uh, exchange some pics yeah. and some videos, and then maybe that'll spark a bit more interest. Yeah, or get a dog. <laughs> get a dog. <laughs> Go walking in a park where other people, other single people walk. Are you suggesting they go dogging? Basically, yes. Okay, great. All right, um, so we move on to the next one. This one's yes. quite a long one. And on my copy, you've written extra notes. Then. I know, because I thought it was my copy, and I just did... Uh, uh, Scrub them out anyway. Anyway, dear old queens, post breakup, you are always reminded by things of your ex, making you wanting to avoid certain places, activities, and so forth. What advice do you have to sever those connections with your ex so you can go back to enjoying the things you enjoyed before? My ex and I are avid gamers, and he introduced me to many that we played together. Now I can't even find myself able to enjoy video games as I mean it, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> as it brings up too many memories. It used to be one of the most relaxing and enjoyable hobbies and I really want to get back to it and enjoy the new releases. What advice do you have after a breakup to sever those connections and go back to enjoying the things you did before? I what don't does he mean by the new releases? I think new games releases oh, okay. is what, what he means. <laughs> I know my brain went elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just replace with a new activity either. I feel time is the only solution. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to answer. I just want to. I just want to say yes or no. That's all I want to do at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a gamer, I mean, Peter? Do you know what I'm? I'm. Oh, I was about to categorically say I'm not, but that's a lie because I once played uh, a, a fancy game, and I'm. I try not to be a gamer because if I start a game, I will feel compelled to finish it. Yes. And I don't know how much that is about enjoying the game. And just an innate competitive streak. Mm. So I don't know if it's enjoyment or just self punishment. I have I no see. competitive streak in me at all. And <laughs> <laughs> one single bit. I don't understand it. Really? No. Mm, not sure about that. With games, I haven't got. A, yeah, got no. <clears throat> I'm. I think I'm similar to Peter. Cause I have actually completed a couple of games back in the day on a PlayStation Two. And I used to find them really annoying. And I was just like, I, oh, my God, I literally can't get past this level. But I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to get to the end of it. What PlayStation are we on at the moment? Oh, I don't know. X? <laughs> Everything's yeah, an X everything's these an days, X. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of Xs, yeah. um, 
<laughs> Case in point. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that the issue is, is more about uh, is uh, may, maybe it's, is it easier to try and not look back on things you did with your ex as being negative, but just try and focus on the positive. The, fact you enjoy, the positive and that you obviously enjoyed those things with him. So surely whatever ha- then happened between the two of you shouldn't really sully, sully that. Well, actually, also, as soon as you start, so, I mean, I would hate to play anything with a console, but if that's your bag, then, you know, you might have a few tricky rounds in the first instant with it because it reminds you of that X. But sooner or later, you'll start just reclaiming it as your own thing and you forget exactly. about it. Um, well, I can't even remember his name. Yeah. Basically, this this is the boss level that you need to beat to get onto the next level of enjoyment. Mm. Yeah. Yes, think of it as a... As, as a, a computer game. game. It's in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. analogy. I've um, done a few voices for computer games in my day. Um, not major characters, just kind of minor ones. But, yeah, I had to... Um... I didn't even know they had no, voices. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's big business now. Yeah, they're like movies. What do they say? Well, um, so I was playing, I think it was uh, some kind of vampire game, and I was playing like some warrior. Like, Is it just like, oh, ow, oh. <laughs> well, there is a lot of that. So I had to die in 10 different levels. So one was Ooh. like uh, a really swift death, then a quick death, then a medium death then a slightly bigger death, then a bigger death, and then a big mega fuck-off death. And you get to the middle and you're just like, I don't think I can die any bigger than this. It sounds like BA in performing arts. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does sound like an acting exercise. I almost feel like I wonder if we could have a game where we, we challenge you to do a, a particular death. death <laughs> well... It was literally two hours of screaming into a microphone and I came out very hoarse, but I found it quite cathartic. But did you see the, the avatar that they, that they were putting you alongside? Um, yes. What was it like? Uh, very handsome, obviously, and um, attractive. I don't, I don't not believe you. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't remember, to be honest. It was a long time ago. But... You know, maybe you could, you know, streaming beauty, that could be like a computer game, right? I think that's an area that we will be researching. Yes. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Anyway, what we're going to say to this guy, uh, treat it like a game. You need to get through this level. It might take a bit of time. I think you're right. Don't give up up the games. But, well, maybe give them up for a bit and then, but find some other interests. It's a good opportunity to to explore yeah. other interests. You could read a book. Or listen to an audio book. Or listen to an audio book. Or listen to this podcast. Well, I presume that he already is. Um, yeah. But he could... Uh, He's written in. If he could listen to it a few more times, then that ups our figures. We might be able to get some sponsorship or something. Buy yeah. a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt Ka-ching. or a <laughs> anyway moving on this one's a slightly shorter question for the old queens in the throne room dear old queens i really want to try and give my partner a rim job a rim job and get one in return any tips for first timers how do you go about bringing up the subject with your partner 
Also, how do you prep for actually doing it? Any advice and tips are greatly appreciated. I'm, gonna, I'm putting this straight to Peter, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie. Thank you. Uh, well, I'll, well I'll, ask, I'll answer the first question, and then I can put the second question over to you, you guys. So the first question is, how do I go about bringing it up with my partner? So I would suggest asking him. Uh, what, to come and sit on my face? Or just say, you know, let, can we can we rim each other? <laughs> so uh, I've done my bit and answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they haven't done it before if they're in a relationship. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, it's not for, yeah. you know, it's not... It's not for everyone. Well, it's not... Yeah, I think it's like something that people wouldn't necessarily go to. I would just say... No. But I would say, yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would just say, you know, it depends how deep you want to go, but sometimes just a, a nice deep shower would be an, enough. I, yeah, I think as long as you're very clean, both yeah. of you, then let the rimming commence. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if they're in a relationship and they've not discussed it or never tried it, suggests, so maybe either the part... Yeah, if the part that suggests the partner has never categorically said they that he doesn't like it, I it's think just, I I reckon don't don't go for the whole shall we rim each other thing. You disagreeing with Peter? I, I yeah, I'm I'm like I'm waiting till you're mid sex and then just say sit on my face. What if the partner doesn't really understand what that means and just sits just literally does just sit on it, but like in a really awkward or just like start way. blowing. Then lick the balls and then just go a bit further down. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, test the waters. Maybe go close. Yeah. And see what the partner does. Yeah. But, I mean, there's. I mean, go and watch some porn. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> it's like um, rimming and slimming, right? So just eat out to help out. Spread spread those cheeks and um, get in there. <laughs> I mean. Rim with a view. I'm actually <laughs> salivating as we're saying this. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Me and Bernie are going to have a post-coital yeah. cigarette. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Make me one. <laughs> um, yeah, since we've been very reginal. Um, right, final question. Dear old queens. So I was reading this article where the participant claimed he came up with an algorithm that could detect gay faces from a photo. I'm not sure how legit the research is, but do the old queens think there's such a thing as a gay face? Sometimes I might look at guys' faces and get a gay vibe, but that's hardly conclusive or scientific. I'm interested to hear your thoughts and personal experiences. Um, I'm surprised that the last uh, letter didn't say that at the end. <laughs> um, I watched something about this and it, it said something like that um, gay men have larger noses and smaller jaw lines and gay women or lesbian women have larger jaw lines. Right. I have, I, I think I've got quite a big nose, but a fat nose rather than a, a big nose. I and I've got quite a big nose. And I've got a small jawline. 
So that theory would yeah, but, I, but you're here with me and Peter that have big noses and big jawlines, so <laughs> I don't think it works. I'm not sure. I, th I think this is bollocks. I'm not sure. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about Corona face recently. Like, I believe that there is such a thing as Corona face, but I'm not sure about gay face. What's Corona face? I think it's that look that we all have where we're a little bit overwined and <laughs> underwatered. <laughs> And that, that's, that's like too much time on a screen. You know, that's like glazed expression and just slightly more pronounced bags. Or Well, that's just what I'm seeing mm. in myself. But, but just what you're seeing on this Zoom. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Peter. Um. <laughs> oh, I dug myself a hole in. <laughs> well, he hasn't set up a very nice angle for us, has he? <laughs> it's an interesting one. I now know what it must be like to be five foot six and talking to you in person. <laughs> I think that's what Darren said last time. It was like we were looking down on him, like we yeah. were the judges or something. Completely judging you, obviously. Um, mm. I think that's nonsense. I don't think there is such a thing as a gay face. I think we all we come in all shapes and sizes, and it's ridiculous to think that there's an algorithm that can tell you whether you're gay yeah. or not. Although you could pretend if you fancied someone and they didn't know that they were gay mm. and go, I've, I mean, you know, I've got this app and it tells me whether you want to sleep with me or not. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you to use that line. It, it's called Grinder. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What do you reckon? Gay faces? Yay or nay? Oh, I'm going to say nay. Mm. Whereas you think they might be. I think there's something in it. Like as much as you can talk about nature and nurture, you know, I mm. think there's there's something. It's intersectional. I think. I mean, there's a gay gene, apparently, isn't there? So maybe that's linked to your. We just spent a long time this afternoon, my me and my friend Jen, looking at pictures of um, the lovely um, Prince. Um, what's his name? William and Kate's firstborn. Uh, George. George. Yeah. George. Yeah. And um, like the the headlines in the newspaper, like George is the gay icon at the age of four <laughs> <laughs> because he's just got such a gay, sweet face, and he pulls these beautiful gay fa like poses, like coquettish eyes, and um, you know, an ankle twitched in the right way and stuff. <laughs> but uh, maybe all all babies are a bit like that. But we were trying to work out like when when it would be that we would be able to have a gay king if if um Wow if George were gonna be king and um we've got about a hundred years to wait. Yeah, judging by current they last a long time, those royals. They do. I don't think so. I think we've already had gay kings and what? queens and I'm I think maybe that's the next episode <laughs> for the Cabinet of Curiosities. But I'm talking about like gay gays that you would recognise that socially might identify as oh, yeah. within our understanding. No. Yeah. Okay. So, but, like, a, but who were you talking about? Well, yeah, we'll save that for the next episode. I think we've done uh, a few things on. Well, I mean, there was Edward the Second, who mm -hmm. I played in an episode of Flog It, who was reputed to be gay. And if you look beyond Peter, you'll see. Bernie's mum's television 
And then beyond that, there's a picture of um, Elizabeth I, who was supposed to be a lesbian. The Virgin Queen? Yeah. Well, she wasn't that virginal. <laughs> virginal. 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 If she was a bit gay. Well, with her ladies-in-waiting, do you think? Well, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, well, yeah. I would. Um, and and who oh, is it? Queen Anne as well. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. Olivia Coleman. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise known as. <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised she didn't channel that in the crown, but maybe she well, maybe did. Maybe she will. Yeah, maybe she will this season. I mean, there's going to be some scenes with Maggie Thatcher. Oh, but yeah. People are already writing in letters of complaint saying that Maggie Thatcher is too sexy. Well, <laughs> I, w- I was looking at that and I was thinking, gosh, they look so much better than the real thing, don't they? Who would you? I, t- I tell you what. Who would you have play you? In a biopic of yourself. Oh, well, that's a good question. Do they? Do they? In as well? Mm. Can I say Cameron Diaz? You can. <laughs> she is retired, but I'm sure she would come out of retirement to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's not being Greta Garbo, is she? There's pictures of Greta Garbo that have been found where she's walking around the streets in New York as an old woman. She looks exactly like me because <laughs> I've got this like big old coat that I wear when I'm just popping out for a pint of gay milk. <laughs> and she looks just like me. She's got big sunglasses and an old coat. And a placard saying, I want to be alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly you, especially when you're going around Marks and Spencers. Peter, who would you have play you? I, I'm trying to think of anyone other than this person, but all I can picture is Joan Collins. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> yeah. When we were off air, we discussed that. <laughs> really, really. Yeah, yeah we I, kind get of, it, I get it quite a lot. We, we said you were very Joan. Very Joan. Well, Joan, maybe a Joan Crawford. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just got. I think it's partly because I have these coasters of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis, so so they're the the first names that that come to mind. But yeah, I, Joan Collins. I think there's something glamour. I've produced her Joan Collins's daughter Tara, and uh, she's almost exactly the same as Joan. Because really? I, yeah. Tara, Tara had a brief moment when she um, launched a single, and it was called "Save Me." And I bought that song, and I just loved it. It was in the early nineties. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I've never heard it. Oh, it's so hey. good. Yeah, it was so so right up my street at that time. I mean, she's brilliant, so professional. Um, but I, I was just, I was transfixed. Because I was producing and directing her, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's exactly like Joan Collins." Obviously, she's Tara Newley, but you know, or Tara Arkell now because she's got remarried. But uh, yeah, I don't know who I would get to play me. What? Um, what do you reckon? Can it be any? Does it have to be someone who's alive? I imagine it does, doesn't it? Because mm. if they're going to make a biopic, what about Mickey Rourke? <laughs> <laughs> I I was going more for Sylvester Stallone, but you know oh. I, either of those two could probably play me. I think Angela yeah. Lansbury. Angela Lansbury yes. could definitely play me. I mean, I've modelled myself on her, especially um, as you know. I like a bit of a murder mystery. So you're so Sherlock at home in homes. Uh, Sherlock in homes at home. At home. <laughs> 
um, uh, I'd still need to do this. So uh, how many more dates do you think there's going to be? And where can people book? So um, you can book uh, on the Bristol Old Vic website. It's running every weekend in November, every Friday and Saturday in November. And I can announce to you now, it is also continuing throughout December and after Christmas until the end of December. So there will be extra dates. There will be somebody else doing my part when I'm in streaming beauty so please don't book for those shows (laughs) (laughs) just the shows that you're in how are they going to fill your shoes peter well uh we've we've managed to build like quite a quite a nice little family actually we've had a because the original cars they've we've so far had like three different people play different because i'm like three different people play different roles so a woman who did play my mother or my character's mother uh, for a few shows she will then be playing me and the <laughs> me and the inspector have you have you lost um your sense of smell and taste i've Tommy. no i've been i've sneezed i've hiccuped and i've belched oh, but i don't think those next. are symptoms <laughs> the mysterious symptoms of covid yeah um, oh, sneezing is like a symptom, isn't it? Oh, I have no idea. No, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. Otherwise, allergic... just leave the building immediately. <laughs> I think if you've got it, I've got it. So, uh, but you know, yeah, I think I'm immune. Peter, I think we've come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming in again. Thank you. And for being in the me. throne room with us. Um, we look forward to your online shows and, you know, maybe seeing you in person at some point. That would be lovely, but if you ever fancy coming and giving me a good grilling, uh, go to the Bristol Old Vic website. <laughs> Is that your only fan site? Basically, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm one step away from an only fan site, so this is, you know, Bristol, yeah. We're all one step away from an only fan site. <laughs> I got one open now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you so much say goodbye to our lovely audience goodbye lovely audience thank you again Tommy say goodbye see you later see you later we will see you next time on What That Old Queen You have been listening to What? That Old Queen? Written and presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. The show was produced by Bernie Hodges for Hodge Podcasting in the year 2020. If you have a Queens of Agony question, or you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like to sponsor one of our shows, you can email hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.